Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we, we are, are the, the Vagabonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. What's up, guys? Hey. What up? Nothing. You guys want to do a podcast? Okay. Yeah. Sounds cool. I'm having seems a dance like a, party over here. Seems like a good idea. Our sweet opening. Every, slightly rude. <laughs> Show up a sound. Every every time the the our intro to our podcast come on, I just like have a little dance party over here by myself. I remember when we were deciding about this music and I was like, oh, I don't love the shut up and sit down. And Katie and Dave were for it, and I was just like, eh. How do you and feel about it now? We just went with it, and I'm like, I mean, I'm still, it depends on the mood I'm in, I think. <laughs> it, it offends yeah. your inner Iowan. It does offend my inner Iowan. Katie's inner Iowan. Doesn't give doesn't a fuck. Largely silent. Uh, my, yeah. I'm just kind of more of a, I don't know. If you haven't noticed, I'm a little more aggressive than yeah. Corbin. I'm not a very aggressive person. Like, in almost no ways am I an aggressive person. That's definitely so. true. The only aggressive thing is that she has really bad road rage, and I think it's the <laughs> funniest thing ever. <laughs> and because people in Iowa City do not know how to fucking drive, especially on the Coralville Strip, if you're yeah. from Iowa City, you know what I'm talking about. People drive in the fucking right lane when they <laughs> don't need to turn right for miles. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know, it was it's the Vagabonds After Dark, PG thirteen. They're <laughs> <laughs> dropping f bombs yeah. the whole way. Um, Guys, we're I explicit. get very frustrated with Iowa City drivers. They drive thirty miles per hour regardless of what the speed limit is. If it's twenty five <laughs> or fifty, you know that, what? That's, that's like the small town part of Iowa City, yeah. and then you've got like the Chicago part of Iowa City where people drive erratically, like we're in a big city when you don't need to. Here's the problem with the 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 slow people. You guys, you Iowans have made this choice. To okay. To be slow. To be slow. You've you've decided that that <laughs> it's kind of how we do life in a closely settled community. The speed limit is going to be twenty five miles an hour. Now let me tell you something from the East Coast. Yeah, that's true. Nothing is twenty five miles an hour on the East Coast. Thirty five miles an hour in closely settled, I think, is probably normal. That seems really fast. To me. It is really fast. And you know what else it is? Dangerous. Fucking nice. Dangerous. It's nice. Danger. <laughs> Think about all the kids. But danger, Dave. <laughs> danger. Um, Whatever. That's my just, rant. I mean, it's how we do life. We're slow. We're okay. Slow. I totally agree, though. It is really hard to drive 25. I can't what, do it. What even is that? It is hard to drive 25, especially if you just came off the interstate or something. Yeah. And When I was taking driver's ed, my driver's teacher was like, I know when you're driving 20 or 25, you are like, you know, you, you feel like you could get out and you could run faster than this. And he's like, well, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> and so every time I'm going that speed, I'm like, I can run faster than this. And I'm like, oh, wait, I don't run. He really, Never mind. Never mind. He really proved his point there. Yeah. You can't. It's uh, mm. true, though. Can't, can't fight with that logic. Nope. <laughs> We're losing it. Uh, so... What are we going to talk about today? I don't know. Isn't that uh, up to you? Mo- most, uh, you know, speaking of... No, I know. I have if my. You iPod, haven't noticed me and Corp switch. I'm gonna rip part part the kimono, as Griffin McElroy would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you haven't noticed, sometimes Corp leads an episode, and sometimes I lead an episode. Mm-hmm. 
And every 50th episode, Dave leads an episode. <laughs> I'm not entitled. As the, as the token male on the show, I'm not entitled to You don't get to hold leaders, leadership That's positions. That's right. I have, to, um, I have to prove myself. Um, I've yet to prove myself. So, uh, have you ever seen the movie Riding in Cars with Boys? No. No. Oh, I feel like I should whoa. Have seen it's it. so good. Drew Barrymore. The Vagabonds movie night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Well, just speaking of driver said so Drew Barrymore um, gets pregnant in out a car of wedlock with a boy. in a car with a, yeah classic out of wedlock as a teenager mm. and anyway so we're gonna talk about contraception Woo. in broad strokes okay so I mean we've talked about long acting reversible contraception like IUDs before um, but we haven't talked about contraception as an idea mm. well okay so <laughs> Dave's not convinced yet. Um, yeah. So basically, tell me more. <laughs> so contraception. Well, technically, when we say contraception, we mean trying to prevent babies, right? As right. a result of sexual intercourse, pregnancy prevention. But um, I think when I say contraception, I also mean trying to present prevent sexually transmitted infections. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with you. So you kind of have two different goals in mind when you're talking about people having sex, right? You want to if. So you pretty much always want to prevent sexually transmitted infections. Yeah. And you may or may not want to prevent babies. Right. Depend- From a certain point of view, babies are an STD. <clears throat> I guess. They're a parasite, I guess. They're yeah. a parasite. Yeah. And on people, I guess. Yeah, sure. So when, so this is, these are important when we talk about contraception because there are many... Many forms of contraception. Also, do you guys remember when people call them prophylaxis? Yeah. yeah. That's like my favorite. Prophylactics. <laughs> yeah. Prophylactics. Yeah. I love that. Um, so when we talk about prophylactics, we need to, um, we kind of, there are many different I prefer forms. to call them Jimmy hats. <laughs> that's only one <laughs> well, that's kind. that's only one kind. I know, but. Duh, Dave. I just love that phrase, Jimmy hat. Uh, what, it is what awesome. Else, there are other pretty lewd terms like, a, I don't uh, know. Percanos? For uh, wrap it before you tap it. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, One episode is just going to be as many slang terms as I can think of. <laughs> yeah, and so there are lots of different forms of um, contraception or prophylactics, if you will. Um, and they all have kind of different ideas behind them. And so the reason why I kind of was thinking about this is because... So, fun fact, STI rates in the U.S. are going up. Or have oh, what? they did in 2015? We don't have the numbers yet from 2016, according mm-hmm. to the CDC. So, for instance, gonorrhea um, went up in 2015 to in the United States to about 400,000 cases, um, which was up 13 percent since 2014. Dang, that's a really big yeah increase. Syphilis, primary syphilis, um, went up 19 percent, which is crazy because syphilis is kind of rare nowadays right like it's not it's yeah it's definitely not as common as gonorrhea and syphilis chlamydia. is much yeah um yeah. so giving the numbers chlamydia okay so there were about 5 1.5 million cases of chlamydia chlamydia see that's a lot about four hundred thousand cases of gonorrhea and only about twenty three thousand cases of syphilis yeah which is i mean more than we want. Yeah, more than we want. Um, so syphilis went up, like I said, 6%. Chlamydia went up 6% as well. So, I mean, there are many speculations about why this is. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe people are having more sex. Maybe things like Tinder, et cetera, et cetera. But um, also one of the 
reasons people have speculated it's going up is actually because of the use of more long-acting reproduct or reversible contraception mm-hmm. is because so these methods are highly effective of you know stopping babies right and typically that's the first thing on most people's mind right um right <laughs> stopping babies stopping babies the war against babies <laughs> babies they're invading our homes roadblocking babies oh they're, they invade your homes they eat your food <laughs> tonight <laughs> 60 minutes <laughs> Um, we investigate how, babies. How, how hard do you have to work to stop babies? I mean, they're babies. Anyway, go ahead. God, babies get into everything. Uh, well, I mean, really, you're trying to stop pregnancy. Spermies. Yeah. Sperms. Ugh. A lot tougher. As we learned in our last two, three episodes, our last, to what, what episode is this, 11? Our last not, 10 episodes, Katie hates anything that has to do with the male reproductive system. <laughs> um, Just kidding. That's so, yeah, so uh, those larks, the long-acting acting contraception, great for stopping babies. Not so great for stopping IUDs. Or, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not so great for stopping... Uh, STDs. STIs. Venereal diseases. Venereal diseases. The clap. VD. Right. So, um, so some people have speculated this HIV, is why this is STIs have gone up. Um, and so the Goopmacher Institute. I love them. Goopmacher? Goop, Goopmaker. Goopmaker. Goopmacher. Okay. Institute. At first I thought you were saying goop, like one of Paul Trump's <laughs> website. No. I was like, what? You guys I do not <laughs> reference goop okay, good. in this podcast. Okay, good. Unless it's of jest. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the Goopmacher Institute, they do a lot of like uh, family planning, reproduction, policy Women's research. Health. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, did a study about contraception method. They uh, published an article and they said numerous empirical studies have shown that, um, the more effective the primary method of, of pregnancy prevention, the less likely women and their partners are to use or intend to use male condoms consistently. Mm. Um, so this of course is only an issue if, for instance, you know, you have multiple partners or you, right. you're not certain that someone is STI free. Or your partner has multiple partners. Or your partner has multiple yeah. partners. So, um, so yeah. So, I just thought it'd be good to talk a little bit about uh, different deliver- different um, contraception devices. Yeah. So, I think you can talk about... I mean, contraception. I literally could talk about contraception all day because it's like my favorite well, thing ever. that is what we do, too. I yeah, that is true. Not every day, but you know. <laughs> so a I definitely I say, agree, though. I also love contraception. Um, mm-hmm. what is right for you is best discussed with a doctor, your doctor, because I mean there are many reasons why certain people can't use certain types of birth control, mm-hmm. and th- your doctor can tell you what's gonna, or you know, have a discussion with them about your goals and things that may or may not be good for you, so that you. Hopefully, your doctor can help you find out what's best going to be best for you. But right. we'll just talk broadly about... They can also introduce you to kinds that you didn't know about before. Or, you yeah, know, like kind of give you... So, I was just talking to a friend about this this weekend about how, you know, she, you know, she's like... We're talking about... You know, we we're talking about, like, why you should fund these conversations, you know, to get people the most reliable form or the best, you know, the best works for them. And I was like, well, if someone comes in and they want the pill because their friends are on the pill and they've been on the pill before and, you know, you're giving the pill because they know what they want so why why should i you know take a a high risk of changing their mind for a low reward of them you know they're already on contraception so 
Usually I like to have goals discussion with them though. I I mean I do too, but we're also in training and I think that I think that these kind of contraception methods are more taught now. I'm talking about like you know, like someone out in the community, like a oh, private yeah. OB kind. Like, you know, like why if you come in and tell me you want something and that's the goal is for you not to get pregnant, then why, why you know, why am I gonna stir the pot? You know, why am I gonna yeah, offer you? I mean, you? unless somebody's coming to you and saying something stupid like I want or something completely ignorant, let's say. Right. You know, I want this form of birth control that just doesn't that doesn't work. Work. Right. So Anyway, so I think the re- the reason I'm saying this is that I think that people should frame it as a asking about birth control options instead of just coming in and saying, I want the pill. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. There are many options. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so there are many ways to think about contraception. There's different delivery methods. So we've talked about implants. Mm-hmm. So implants in your arms, um, implants in your uterus. Right. Um, there are pills. That you can take. There are patches you can put on your body. There are rings that you can put around your cervix in your vagina. Yeah, insert vaginally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, shots that can yep. you can take. Um, those are taken every three months usually. Um, there are also different me- like mechanisms of how they work. So you can have... So there are two different hormones, basically. There are hormonal options and non-hormonal options. Right. Oh, and barrier methods. That's yeah, I was going to bring that up later. Oh, you were just listening all the time. I'm listening. Sorry. Come on, I'm on top oh, of it. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, so you have, um, as far as your hormones go, usually estrogen and progesterone are the, the hormones used. So estrogen would be used in combination with progesterone in some way. And some people will need to avoid estrogen. And so the um, progesterone can also be used. Um, by itself. By itself. Um, you, then that's what's used in the hormonal IUD and the implant in your arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's a, it's called the mini pill. That's a progesterone only pill. That one's much harder to take reliably though, because you have to take it very accurately on time every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also non-hormonal <laughs> options. So we talked about there's a, there's a copper IUD that's non-hormonal. There's also barrier methods, which are non-hormonal. Um, so barrier methods includes male condoms, female condoms, um, dental dams or diaphragms. Spermicidal lube. Spermicidal lube. I always like say that one with the asterisk. Like, yeah. I don't know why you would use this. Like the sponge with the spermicide yeah. is technically a thing, but. Yeah. Why, why, why does it have an asterisk for you? It just doesn't seem like a real effective. thing. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a I don't a see myth. why anyone would use that with all of the other options you have yeah today i don't either i don't i just don't believe anyone uses them i mean <laughs> i'm not saying you should like if you use them whatever, wait, 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 wait. you got to do better than that what what is the problem with them they're they're not effective they're messy okay yeah they're hard to use correctly every time yeah they're yeah they're unreliable they don't work as well and um i have also like i've seen a male condom and a what's the other one female condom is that what the thing is that you put up in like a diaphragm you mean yeah i've seen those two things in a dental dam dental dam the other ones i have not seen so to me they didn't exist (laughs) yeah i've seen and i've never actually seen a female i've like being distributed i feel like a dental dam but not a female condom yeah same which i mean something also to consider um stis can be transmitted via oral sex which is kind of the point often of a dental dam yeah uh so yeah 
So there's also emergency contraception. Mm-hmm. So this can be taken after um, sex has occurred and, um, you know, there's some sort of failed or suspected failed contraception method. So let's say a condom broke or maybe sh- shit happened and you didn't use a condom or, you know, something happened right. and you're concerned. Or in case of... Uh, you were forced to have sex. Right. Oh, yep. Right. Uh, yep, that as well. So these are methods that can be used after having sex. Um, that basically, usually it can, I mean, the mechanism is different, but either they prevent implantation or they prevent ovulation. So the copper IUD is actually the most effective form of emergency contraception. Mm-hmm. And that can be inserted up to five days after um, the intercourse in question. Mm. And... There's also big doses of progesterone um, as well. Yep. That can be used. And <clears throat> 72 hours is usually the period people yeah. talk about yep. for emergency contraception. So something to think about when we talk about, um, often we talk about in the medical community when we talk about contraception is use versus perfect use of yeah the effectiveness. So for instance... <clears throat> um, Pills, um, with perfect use of pills, 0.3% of people will become pregnant. In one year. In one year. Yeah. That's also key because if you're on the pill for a long time, then your risk of getting pregnant goes up because it's only per year. Right. Um, But (laughs) with typical use, it's actually 9%. Dang. Because if anyone's ever been on the pill, you know, you have to take it pretty much the same time every day. You have to take it every day. And so it becomes, that's why so many people can often get pregnant on things mm. like the pill. Right. And that's why we love Larks these days for right. preventing pregnancy because. Can't do it wrong. It's inside your. It's inside your. your body. Your yep. uterus or your arm or whatever. Yep. So those are also things to be, um, to consider. And again, like I said, if you have multiple partners or concerned that you're, or, um, you know, concerned that you're at risk for an STI in any way, you won't be able to prevent an STI with a lark, a lark, or a pill, or a pill. Or an <clears throat> really, pretty much or just like IUD. condoms and dental dams and female condom, male condoms, female condoms, dental dams. Yeah, and not a diaphragm and not, not a, a diaphragm and not right. <clears throat> so just those any things. mucosal surfaces touching. Yeah. Yep, it's true. Friend. You're at risk. Um, And even Mm. if you use those, you're still at risk because secretions are messy, but it just lowers your risk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, only 5% of unintended pregnancies were um, as a result of people with consistent use of birth control. That is very interesting. Um, 41% of unintended pregnancies are, and this is according again to the Gut Macro Institute, um, 41% uh, inconsistent use and 40 or 54% non-use. Okay. I think I read, I don't have it written down, but something like a couple is not using contraception have an 85% chance of conceiving in a year. Yeah. That sounds right to me. So just think (laughs) about that. I don't know. Yeah. That's true. If you're trying to prevent a baby. Yeah. What did you call it earlier? Stop a baby. Stop a baby. Stop a baby. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so good. 
Yeah. Well, um, there, you know, there's two you didn't talk about, Corbs. What didn't I talk about? Permanent contraception. Oh, yeah. Permanent contraception. So, a tubal ligation for mm-hmm. the ladies and a vasectomy for the men. Yeah. In the room. <laughs> I don't know why I said in the room. I was trying to make like. <laughs> Just a, for Dave. Trying to make a club, <laughs> like a club reference, you know, like this one's for the ladies. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. But yeah, but interestingly, the, the implant in your arm is more effective than a tubal ligation. Yeah. Which you is know crazy. What that, you know what the that most is weird. Common... You would think oh. you would think that, you know, with no act no tube to get there. Yeah. But it's because so you're supposed to wait a certain amount of time afterwards to make sure that the tube has like you know, disconnected. Fully and... closed. Yeah. Well do they do they snip the tube completely these days or are they like clamping it off? What so... how does that work? you the ones that i've seen you basically like make a loop with the tube and then you tie a suture around it and then cut off the part that's through the loop and then the suture dissolves and they break apart okay so it's essentially like scarred on both ends and then also separated by space all right um the fact that a pregnancy can still happen in that situation is kind of amazing yeah but sometimes they don't separate and then they can grow back together you know yeah so you're supposed to have a test the human body is amazing Yeah. yeah But I mean, you can get, so if you had, if you're missing an ovary on the right side and you're missing your tube on the left side, you can still get pregnant because the egg can float and go into the other fallopian tube. How does it know? It, it does It's just crazy. It's just science. Okay. Science, Dave. Um, I am completely satisfied by that explanation. <laughs> it happens because of science. Okay. Um, do you know the number one reason for failure of a vasectomy is? Uh, not waiting long enough. Yep, not waiting long enough to you have, have, to have unprotected have, sex. Yeah, because you have to have like twenty emissions of sperm for right. it to yeah, or something like that before you can have unprotected sex. Or a month and then like a test of yeah whatever. Really? Yeah. Um. Also, there's like these new um, there's this new method of birth control that it's in. I don't know if it's in clinical trials yet, but it's it's a male birth control. Oh, in India. It's in India. And I think in Israel, too, I was where the other place I read about it. Um, anyway, this is Palmer that's injected in the vas deferens. Oh, and, right. I um, read about this. It basically, I don't know, it like does something, you know, the black box of science. It like polarizes sperm or something. So it basically makes them infertile, essentially. Um, but the cool thing is that it's reversible, so you can suction it out, you hmm. know, if you want to have return of fertility. Um, so this, and you know, it's kind of like a lark, like it's long it's good acting. for like 14 years. Yeah, it's good for a long time. Um, so this is a really cool potential, you know, I, there's a, you know, this argument that like the reason that birth control is all on women, you know, that's unfeminist and blah, 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 blah. And then there's this other argument that like it gives women the control of their, um, fertility, which is pretty a feminist idea. Um, and so it's interesting. I think it's a good idea to give men also control of their fertility as well. I just think it's like a really empowering thing mm-hmm. to be in charge of. Um, so anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think it, that the responsibility of contraception is on both parties. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I do think it is empowering. I, you know, for instance, if it was me and this thing really did, did exist, uh-huh. my partner was like, oh, I have this you know this injection and i'm fine i'm sh- shooting blanks what or whatever and i would still use probably a contraceptive you know just because yeah. it's my i mean it's my thing and right i'm taking care of business on my end yeah but 
I suspect dudes though are relieved that you <clears throat> that women feel empowered by female contraception. Good thing, but hey, we don't care what dudes think about it. <laughs> right. Well, I just want I, I, yeah. because I I think that yeah I think I mean, that I think that men in general probably I mean contraception for men I think a lot of men don't enjoy it. You know, male contraception. I think mm-hmm. a lot of men don't enjoy it. Um, and I think that they probably are relieved that for the most part, it seems to be something that in our society, women handle, mm-hmm. which yeah. isn't right. Right. You know, but I, you know, it's just like. Yeah. I mean, I think that. There are so many more options for women. Well, I mean, that's be, I mean, I think this conversation you can is tell, really hard because you, you can tell me if I'm if I'm no, society has placed the no, burden of child rearing on women. Yeah. Right. And the burden of contraception on women. And that's why there are more options. I think right. it's a direct, you know, result we don't, of we that. don't invent a fix for something unless we think it's a problem. And there's no problem with men having a bunch of sex. There's only a a consequence of women having a bunch of sex. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you you disregard STDs and all that kind of stuff. Right. Which, I mean, most people can live with forever. I think they have them. But there's two, you know, like I said, lots of sides to this coin because it's a very high tech coin. Um, (laughs) uh, It's like the Rubik's Cube of coins. Rubik's Cube of coins. Because, yeah, on one hand, Society has placed the burden of child rearing on women. Society has placed the burden of contraception on women. If a woman gets pregnant, it's her issue to deal with. She may or may not have a supportive partner, but society doesn't really think about men needing to be, you know, Mm -hmm. taking, you know, it's not a man's problem in that sense. So that's unfair. But on another side, there is something empowering about being a woman, being able to say what I'm going to do with my body you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think the and I think the reason it's empowering is because before the option was available, we weren't empowered at all. Right. True. You know, it was our problem regardless of you know, like it was our pro- it's our problem before the pill and after the pill. But before the pill, we didn't have a choice about it and now we do. And that's I think why it's empowering. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. But I agree it should not be just one person's responsibility. Should at least be a conversation. Yeah, man. Well, on that note, I think that's all I got. All right. So, um, announcement. Announcement. So this is number eleven, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I think it'll be on episode number fifteen. So that'll be in four weeks. In four weeks from now, um, Corbin and I are going to start a Vagabonds book club. Um, and so we're going to start reviewing some books that we've read or want to read, and this is giving us a good excuse to read them. Um, so the first one that we're going to read is We Shall Be Feminists by um, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And I am really hoping that I said her name right, but if I didn't, then by the time we record that episode, I will have learned how to say it. Um, but anyway, so it's a really short book, so it's a good one to start on because it'll be easy for Corbin and I to read through and make notes on. Dave, you should read it too. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're just going to talk through it and, you know, do our thing about it. Are you going uh, to make allowances for the fact that pretty much I only read um, zero dollar uh, sci-fi novels off of Amazon? Yeah, I'll give it to you. I have an extra copy. 
Okay. Or I have. I mean, no, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll well, get it. Well, I technically it. gave it to Katie, so it's Katie's copy. So. I'll, I'll get it. It's just that, you know, it's not my usual. I'm, I'm not a reader um, in terms of it's like. Very it's short. very short. I'm, I'm it's, actually, I no, no, that's not true. I am a reader. What I am not is a reader I of I think there's also a TED fine... Talk. It's a transcription of a TED Talk. Okay. So it's it's very easy. I've already read it once, so okay. I'm going to go back and read it with... I sound Katie. like an idiot. No. I'm not a reader, okay? No, I feel you. I feel you. I'm, I'm not a reader of nonfiction okay. at all. But um, yeah, it's very short. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's going to be happening soon. And then... Uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Might, right. be, it might be more of that in our future. Exciting. Yeah. Um, so, stuff you should do. You know the drill. Just look in our show notes. Subscribe. Like, rate, follow. rate, follow. follow. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yep, Email. done. Email. Done. Done. Goodbye. Be good people to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be good.